the Ain't No Fang podcast. From Arizona sports, Ain't No Fang. Is there even anyone left after the MLB trade deadline on the Cubs? No. <laughs> they are I'm, all gone. They're all gone. I'm Steve Zinsmeister. That's Cody Fincher. And Derek Montia is here with us as well on the Ain't No Fang podcast. It's one of the more exciting MLB trade deadlines that we've seen in recent memory. And it's kind of weird, but let's get into it. Let's start, since we are a Diamondbacks podcast, I think it's fair that we start with the big trade. I say big. The biggest of two trades that the Arizona Diamondbacks made this week. And that was when they shipped off all-star third baseman Eduardo Escobar to the Milwaukee Brewers. In return, they get a switch-hitting 26-year-old left fielder named Cooper Hummel, who's kind of interesting. And then an 18-year-old who is uh, playing shortstop slash third base in the Dominican Summer League. Alberto Caprian. I like that. It was good. Cyprian? Uh, Sure. All right. Go with that. Uh, What did we think of Eduardo Escobar getting shipped off to Milwaukee? I was not surprised that it wasn't the Chicago White Sox, considering how long ago those talks or those rumors came out and how nothing came of it. Uh, I believe it went so far as to become a meme with the (laughs) Chicago White Sox fan base about Eduardo Escobar coming to save the franchise and and whatnot. Like, is he coming or not? (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Just pull the trigger. And so the result of going to the Milwaukee Brewers is, um, it's not surprising because the Brewers were kind of rumored in the distance to be interested in him. They they had been brought up. uh, And I think that they're a very good team. So if, if Escobar was to be traded... He was going to go to a contender or somebody trying to make the playoffs, and I, I that's the thing that makes me happy for him. I think he's going to contribute. Uh, I think they're going to love him in Milwaukee just like he's been loved everywhere else that he's gone, right? I, I don't think that there's a single fan base that has a bad thing to say about Eduardo Escobar. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens in the offseason. I, I feel like the return wasn't as big as we were expecting, especially with the talks with Chicago and the fact that apparently the Diamondbacks were asking for a lot more than they were willing to part with. Uh, I think that there's a good chance that Eduardo Escobar comes back to this team in the offseason because that's kind of been joked about and talked about a bit. And uh, I think that he really enjoys playing here. It's really up to, you know, what kind of offer is made to him and and if he can come back. Uh, But yeah, this, this deal is not surprising to me in any way. I think that it's really going to be, you know, interesting to see how good the Brewers are now with with Escobar. They're still not going to compete with the Dodgers. Nobody is, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> What's the fan reaction to trading away Eduardo Escobar? Um, well, I for one, like Derek, wasn't surprised. This was the obvious move that they were going to make this entire trade deadline process. He's Besides, you know, Cattell Marte's missed a lot of time, but Eduardo Escobar is their best hitter. He's hitting a lot of home runs. He's raised his average, even though it's still below 250. He's raised it from where it was like a month ago. Um, but my first reaction figuring out uh, Hummel and Cyprian are not top 30 prospects in the Brewers organization. And at first I was like, really? You're not going to get one guy in their top 30? Uh, okay. But... Steve kept messaging me about how Hummel gets on base all the time. And it was, he does. He does. I'm he like, okay, are we lot. playing Moneyball? Is Brad, well, Brad Pitt, is that you running the Diamondbacks? No, you're not. That's but, not. shouldn't be your goal to only go after anyway, MVP guys, yeah. but he walks a lot more right. than he strikes out. So we'll see about those guys. Um, Hummel is in AAA, so maybe he's going to be ready soon to maybe come up to the big league club at some point, but... 
I mean, I wasn't surprised that Escobar is gone, and I wouldn't be surprised, like Derek said, if Eduardo Escobar comes back to the Diamondbacks. It's it like like he was saying, it's been joked around, but it's been like said in multiple by multiple people, including and, Eduardo yes, Escobar. So yeah. I think there are some legs to that. I I don't think that's completely far fetched and out of the question that they could bring Escobar back because they obviously love Eduardo Escobar. They love him in the clubhouse. They love what he brings to the team. He's still a good baseball player. Um, so I wouldn't be sad or upset if he comes back. Like Because, honestly, if you look at their team, and they still have to field a team next year, who's ready to come up and play third every day in their system? Nobody. Nobody is. Unless they're going to go out and spend millions of dollars on Chris Bryant in the offseason, which they're not going to do. I could see Eduardo Escobar de- coming back. I could see it. Here's why I think that he might not come back is the Diamondbacks would not have necessarily traded him if they True. thought that they could re-sign him uh, and and get the deal done, right? I think that the Diamondbacks still deep down inside think his value uh, on the market is too high and that another team is going to take him away in free agency. So at the very least, this is kind of like a safety net deal where they get something in return. And if he does decide to go elsewhere in free agency and they can't match a deal from another team, then, you know, they they were kind of I don't think that they were really going to be able to afford him anyway. That was my concern I think of the, keeping him. I think the door is open, though, Definitely. for that to happen. I, I think there will be a conversation between the D-backs front office and Eduardo Escobar about coming back when he's a free agent. Money's a big aspect of that. Um, you're going to have a hard time, however, convincing a, a free agent, any free agent, that you're trying to win next season. Exactly. So if Escobar, he's in his 30s, if Escobar wants to play for a contender and wants to sign for, I don't know, I'm just making up a number, seven, eight million dollars next season, uh, the Diamondbacks probably aren't it, in my opinion, if you're willing to take that big of a discount, or I don't know what he's going to make. I almost feel like at this point, it's probably the final big multi-year contract that he can get. Yeah, of his career. Yes, definitely. You so, know? do you take that with the if the Diamondbacks are willing to give him multiple years? Do you take multiple years in financial security with the D-backs, or do you go to a contender again next year for what's the a most year? you would give him? Um, I don't know how old he is, but I would probably at the most three years. How much each year? How much money? Um, I'm going to jump in I, with mine. Cause yeah, mine go is ahead. three years too, and I was I'd willing to give him twelve million a year. Twelve million a year. Yeah, three for thirty six. I'd say maybe ten three year thirty million dollar deal. I'd probably do two years. 20. Yeah. Would you take that as Escobar, though, at this point, when you know you could probably get a longer this, Without and knowing. And when this team is nowhere near competing, especially when you right, look at the division. Without and, knowing every, those, what other teams would offer, I don't know. I mean. Those two years are going to be pretty miserable as far as winning right. and contending. Yeah, know, and, but, and the Diamondbacks are in a different financial situation than a lot of other teams. I mean, there be there might be some teams that are willing to give him a higher market value. His market might be more than $10 million a year. I'm pretty sure it is. But I don't think the Diamondbacks should be willing to go over ten. I mean, consider the players that they've paid over ten recently. It's not a lot. No, I know. And most of them are Yasmani Tomas and don't do that. Zach Granke and I, Madison I, Bumgarner. I hate that you don't did you that. say these things. Th- yeah. Those are the names, though. Yeah, I know. But you had to you had to do that. I know. I, I had know. to go there. But yeah, no, you're it's right. Context. It's it's definitely 
something that they're trying to avoid right now. You can tell with the way that they did not spend the money in the offseason. We talked about that. But they also have the the fact that they still haven't you know, figured where this team is at. It feels like this team is, what, three seasons away as far as their recipe right now, Maybe who they more. have. I mean, it's, I don't almo- know. it's almost like the team will t- start to contend once they can get rid of Madison Bumgarner. You know, once his contract is over at that point, it's 2024. Yeah. 2025. Right. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. Well, there's an article right now in AC Central where Derek Hall is quoted in it saying, We don't have a quote, definite plan of attack. Oh, good. Yikes. (laughs) So that's good. Yikes. Well, and see, here's the problem that they've never believed in a total rebuild and blah, 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 blah. All the same stuff they kind of say every year. Well, they don't believe in a total rebuild, but at this point, they've never done it. They've never had one. What are they even doing? You know, what I, I, I feel like if you could say anything, they're stashing cash away for. Future potential, I guess. Seems like it, yeah. I don't, I don't know. One, I, one thing that Gambo did say, I was on my way in here, I was listening. Um, we have another trade, by the way, that just happened. Richard Rodriguez is going to the Atlanta Braves from the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a closer. No. That's a good closer. That's breaking news. Um, breaking news. Um, like but that. one thing that Gambo was saying, and they were talking about Madison Bumgarner on the Bickley Murata show during their roundtable, was it's probably, obviously, it's it's what what time is it? One thirty right now, and there's no deals yet. The D-backs are done. But he was saying next year is probably the year that you could see Madison Bumgarner getting traded away because this team is not going to be contending with him still here in the in three years he has left on his deal. But it's a little too much money right now, so that's why he wasn't traded this year. But I would, and I wouldn't be shocked either if next year we see Madison Bumgarner get traded from the D backs too. But um, yeah, because there's a little less, yeah, a little, little less money on the line. At that Are you guys surprised? That the D backs only made two moves. Yes. Uh, can we can we talk about the second move? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that second um, move. Just a few moments ago, before the deadline, it was about ten minutes before the deadline hit. The Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, acquired Joaquin Soria from the Diamondbacks. It looks like there's going to be one, if not two, players to be named later coming back in that deal. Correct. Uh, probably not a significant return. Also, I think maybe cash considerations in there as well. They'll but, be saving one point two seven million. Right. So it's another cost-saving move. Flush with cash. (laughs) This is a good reference. There's no reason to keep Soria. No. Not 37-year-old reliever with six saves. Yeah. Yeah. Six saves and seven opportunities, Bear. Don't forget that. Okay. Well, We hardly knew ye. (laughs) I guess the saves aren't all his fault when the team isn't winning. (laughs) Right. And he has been hurt, but. Uh, Yeah. There's a lot of of things there. Uh, No, I'm not surprised. The only thing I'm not the only thing I'm surprised by is that there weren't more moves. Like who? Uh, I think Josh Reddick not being moved is a surprise to me. I thought that he had performed well enough that another team, especially a team that could use him in a similar role that the Diamondbacks are, where he's not necessarily starting every day, but he's available. And you know, I don't know. He's he's been a big pickup as far as the Diamondbacks are concerned. I, I think I think he's been. Valuable to them, and because he's just on this, you know, one-year deal, it, it seemed like kind of the same thing with Soria. You know, just an opportunity for someone to add to their roster, to their depth before, you know, or, or as they're making that playoff push. Uh, I think the other big one is Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly not being moved. Um, it, it almost seemed, based on rumors and speculation that was out there, that it was a sure thing. He was a deal was going to be done for him. I think he has a 
a club contract or cu- club year left on his on his contract, but it's it's pretty you know significant. It's not like it's... I'll disagree with you on one thing there, and I'm the one that predicted he would get traded, so I, I'm the one that's wrong here. But I never really heard anything about interest in Merrill Kelly. I I never really read I think rumors everyone, or anything. And I'm. I'm one of those people that just assume there would be because he's pitching well. Yeah, he's playing really well um, in the last yeah. two months. And he's on a team that's the worst team in baseball, right. and they should be selling. But that was just me. But I never yeah. once heard, like, you know, X team is interested in Merrill Kelly as their fourth or fifth starter. Yeah. I thought they would be. I thought a contender would And you wouldn't have to give up much for Merrill Kelly. Mm-hmm. It's not like you were going to get a lot for him. But I, I I don't know if the market was there. I don't know if people wanted him. I'm I was surprised at the lack of moves from the Diamondbacks just because of the situation they're in. Like I said, worst team in baseball. They should be selling. But then you look at what's happened today and yesterday. All the star power that's being moved around. The Diamondbacks don't have any stars to move, and they don't have. They're a team full of. They have veteran guys like Cole Calhoun and Esdribal Cabrera and and David Peralta who, yeah, they could help teams. But then you see like Anthony Rizzo is getting moved. Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, yeah. Craig Kimbrell, all these star-studded players all are Cubs. getting all Cubs. <laughs> all of them. Every Max, single one of Max them. Max Scherzer, Trey yeah. Turner. Fair but, so when, when I look at this, I'm like, okay, yeah, why aren't the D-backs doing more? But... The fact is, they don't have anybody that other teams want. Well, the bigger point that there that you're making, especially, is the market was just too big. It was it was too star studded. The teams that were going out there and getting the help got the help in a in a much bigger way than they yeah. could have been by acquiring members of the D backs. I don't think a lot of people know what Merrill Kelly has done lately. I think it's easy to look they at. They probably his, don't know a lot about Merrill Kelly at all. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely true. But they look at his win loss record. He has he has a five hundred uh, win loss record. Right there should be a red flag for anybody looking yeah. at a Diamondbacks pitcher that has a five hundred record that he might be better than than you're thinking. Uh, but you know, four point three nine ERA in twenty one starts. I think it's just. Not super impressive numbers, and like you said, the names that were moved were much bigger than Diamondbacks players. The organization has said that they weren't going to blow up this team. Yeah, and to be honest, I think I heard from like Diamondbacks local people and things like that about the Merrill Kelly move. I think Steve, it might have been people making the case for why he would be a smart player to move in a trade. Right. You know. Um, but maybe maybe the the rumors out there of a team being interested probably weren't actually there. It's probably just trade talk about Diamondbacks players and Merrill Kelly's name started to get thrown around as much as Escobar's. I think the Escobar situation was it just got it, it got uh, long to talk about. It took so long for the trade to happen that you know people kind of forgot to even bring it up anymore, and they moved on to other Diamondbacks players. The the market though was crazy, and the other trades that were made were much bigger than mm. the impact I think that that any Diamondbacks players could have made, including Escobar. I think he's going to a good team though that could really utilize his versatility, and I think with the pressure off of him, like we've said before, I, I think he's going to do great. 
We oh. have a late breaking trade. Oh, uh, another what one. happened? And it's me. I made a big trade in my fantasy. Oh, he traded. Oh, what did I you thought, do? I thought the Diamondbacks traded you. What did you do? Earlier, I heard I what, was traded. What did to you the do? Braves You're so screwed, Bear. What did you do? Nothing, oh, nothing, no. nothing big. Oh no, nothing. Big. Bull crap. See I'm these guys in nothing the trade. Big. Uh, God. Um, we have bigger stuff to talk about than your fantasy. I know, I know. I just wanted to poke oh, fun at Bear. That's not that big of a trade. Not that big. Um, you had to interrupt for that. <laughs> Jed Lowry. I know. <laughs> no, glad, I got, I got gl- Harrison Bader. Oh, I'm glad you're showing our listeners Good right now that you make trades in your fantasy baseball league while we're on air. I'm Steve. on the clock, man. All right. There's, um, there's a deadline coming up. I don't know yeah, if you heard about it. I get it. I get um, it. Let's talk about some of the other big trades that yes, affected please, the NL a lot of things West. are happening. It's um, insane. Oh, it's the worst. As of last night, Max Scherzer was on his way to the NL West, to the Padres. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Little did we know that that would fall through, and less than 30 minutes later, he'd be on his way to the Dodgers with Trey Turner. Those are two top 20 players in baseball. What a nightmare. And the Dodgers, the rich, get richer. Um, That's the way it works in this country, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, it appears to be that way. That's the way it works. Um, Bear, I'll ask you, uh, initial reaction to former Diamondback... I don't even know if people think that's fair for us to say. Gross. Don't yeah. do that. Former Diamondback, former, Max Scherzer. Former Detroit Tiger. And actually. probably one of the best pitchers of this era, maybe the best behind Jacob deGrom, is now going to be wearing Dodger blue. You want my, my you wanted my initial reaction? Are so you going to happen last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? There was a lot of crying. <sighs> and it's not even because he was a Diamondback and now he's a Dodger. Yeah. It's that the Dodgers are just playing MLB The Show with ignore budgets on <laughs> and force trades on. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, yeah. they did, to their credit, and I hate to say it, they did give up their two best prospects to get these two guys. Fine. Kiebert Ruiz and Josiah Gray are... Are their top two prospects? Keep it reason their top overall prospect, I believe, in their system. Fine, and that's a price they should pay for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, who, by the way, isn't a free agent until after next season, so they'll still have him next year, unless they flip him this off season for somebody. Anyway, but the fact that they they can just absorb all this stuff and it's nothing. Trevor Bauer is being paid forty million dollars to not throw a pitch for them right now, with his legal problems. I just uh, uh, I just uh, hate that they get uh, their way. I just hate that they get their way every time. You you want to hear uh, you want to hear what you're what you're going to go up against in in a playoff series oh my against God. the Dodgers. No. Uh, in game 1 you'll see Walker Bueller, in game 2 Max Scherzer, game 3 Clayton Kershaw. Game 3 Clayton Kershaw. Game 4 Julio Urias. Yeah. Yeah, so good Great. luck with that. And uh, I I'm just throwing this out there. If his legal stuff and gets, Trevor Bauer gets and pos- figured out, Trevor Bauer, I honestly, don't think that'll happen. Honestly, but. just real quick on that, I don't think he'll be back with the Dodgers this year. I don't know that he'll ever play baseball again. I don't know about that. Because I don't know. there's always somebody willing to take a flyer on troubled athletes if they're really good. But yeah, Kareem Hunt's still playing football. Oh, by the way, this isn't... I mean, a, this, all the Dallas Cowboys, so... Yeah, uh, but This is Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, Mac Mun- Max Muncy, Will Smith... 
Cody Bellinger, Justin Turner, Chris Taylor. That's it's insane. I heard today. That's not that's Chris, not an, Chris that's, Taylor batting like eighth, who's really good. He doesn't even have a position right now. That's not an all star team. That's the Dodgers team. See, I was making fun of them not too long ago, and this is what I get for doing that because I had said the Dodgers weren't a very good team, and this was because they were <laughs> missing a lot of components. You're so stupid. I watched them against the Diamondbacks, <laughs> and I thought even though they just swept them, that this still wasn't like a very good team, but it was an injured team, and that was missing their a lot entire, of players. Their entire trade deadline could have been just getting guys back from the injured list. Correct. Right. Corey Seager, Mookie Betts. Yeah. Bellinger's been terrible. Clayton Kershaw has been out. Yeah. Keep I mean, in mind, this dang, is not man. even a first place team. No, they're not in first. It's not crazy. Currently. Also, the Padres, who made a bunch of moves, are also not in first. So, But you know who is that. first? The San Francisco, San Francisco Giants. Giants. And what did they do, Steve? Uh, they acquired none other than Chris Bryant oh, during great. the Chicago <laughs> Cubs fire sale. A Cub? Yay. Weird. Yay. Um, Yay. Chris Bryant heads to the Giants. Um, they did not have to, it looks like, they did not end up having to give up yeah, Joey Bart. There was a report out there that the Giants traded Lamont Wade Jr. and their top prospect. I, I don't know if he's top overall, but their top catching prospect. He's Joey the one Bart. we all know. Joey Bart to the Cubs for Chris Bryant, and apparently that's wrong. It's a couple other prospects yeah, that if gave you, away. But. If you get to keep if you get Bryant and you get to keep Bart Huge win for the Giants. Yeah. Yep. Um, huge, super, win, huge win for the fan base that get a Bart jersey and then yeah. get to ride the Bart. <laughs> super versatile player in Chris Bryant who has had a pretty darn good year this year. Um, can play left, can play right. I, I think you could play him in center if you really needed to. He could play first, By the way, third, the, anything. The Joaquim Soria trade is official now. Uh, Joaquim Soria goes to the Blue Jays for two players to be named later. That's per the D-backs Twitter account. TV is Travis Bergen still on the Blue Jays? He'd be mm-hmm. traded here two times. <laughs> could you get him again? Back. Could you get him again, um, I wonder? But, man, yeah, the NL West, I, I thought literally the Giants waited till the last possible second to get anything done because they had done nothing to, and they're in first place I'm like are they are they really going to do nothing right. with, and then they get go get Chris Bryant which well, is huge just gigantic huge. and the Padres had made well we thought they were getting Scherzer yesterday that would have been big yeah. didn't end up happening but they made one of the first big splashes Adam in getting Frazier. Adam Frazier yeah, he's really good and who leads the league in hits and he is literally going to be a utility player for them yeah which is insane he'll Probably He's play, play every, day. every day, but he can be in left and right and center and second, third. You yeah. know, he'll be everywhere. Well, what I saw too was the possibility of playing Frazier every day at second base and moving Cronenworth to first, and then just kind of fade Phasing Eric out. Hosmer yeah. to black. Yeah, yeah. and may, they Dude, they talked about trading. By the way, him. what right, a, what that a gig happen. Eric Hosmer has, paying, getting paid twenty million dollars to live in San Diego for a playoff team and not play. Well, That's look great. at David Price; he's getting paid thirty well, something million yeah, to do nothing this to be year, an for, opener <laughs> to, to stretch <laughs> out the and then go back to the bullpen. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, you look at the at the Padres; they probably have the best offensive and defensive infield in baseball. After that move of Adam Frazier, acquiring Adam Frazier. I was surprised. Everyone got better except for the Diamondbacks. Uh, well, yeah. Well, and the Rockies stayed the same. The Rockies. They're a mystery to me. Um, they, they didn't even, <laughs> no one wanted story. I was surprised. I don't think that's true. I was surprised the Padres didn't go out and try to get, maybe they did, try to get Jose uh, Barrios from the Twins before he was shipped to the Blue Jays. Boy, there was a big um, market for him. Yeah, I'm surprised Kyle Hendricks is still in Chicago because that would be another guy that, I mean, He's probably their best player now anyway. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sad to say. Uh, Trevor's story not getting traded is shocking to me. And 
And from what I'm seeing on Twitter, like one of the main reasons is that their GM is really good at drafting, and they'd rather get a compensatory draft pick if he doesn't sign back with the Rockies. And they will. Yeah, because he's not going back But isn't there. that hilarious but that you they don't didn't get move anything? him? Like, they didn't move to Story at the deadline, and the thing that every MLB analyst tweeted immediately was, they will offer him the qualifying yep. offer and get the draft pick. Yeah. They already know. Yeah. That's he's the not plan. Back. Yeah. That's not the fallback. That's, their That's plan. the That's plan. The plan their sure. plan was to not get was to not get prospects back for him. Weird. It's insane. That's a weird strategy. Um, I don't like it. And I, just you know, I yeah. think that that's one of those situations where we still we don't even understand the details to what they're really doing because they're not putting it all out there, but you would hope that it that there's there's a reason for it, you know? Like the Cubs were one of those teams that in the offseason you could tell that they weren't going you know that that they weren't going to be in on this season, and that was one of the things that I talked about. There were a lot of teams this season that weren't even in contention before a single game was played, and you could tell just based on the transactions that they made. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the the trade of you Darvish to mm-hmm. the Padres mm-hmm. that signaled the Cubs weren't really going to contend for this season at all. But basically, the, just saying like we're going to see how it goes, and we're prepared for it to not go well. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> basically, like, what it was. We're, we're not getting rid of everybody just yeah. yet, but we probably are. Yeah, and right. they did. Uh, by the way, <laughs> they're playing the Washington Nationals. Oh my today God! I know. How many game. players are going to be even field? <laughs> well, Do they have nine Brent, each. Brandon, I mean? Brandon McCarthy tweeted out: oh. If you're attending the Nats Cubs game today, bring a glove. You might be needed to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna pull in the ten-year-old from the left field hey, bleachers. This is how it has felt at the Diamondbacks games all season long. So I don't want to hear it. Correct. There were times where I thought that they were going to come up and ask Nick Picoro to pinch hit for the, the <laughs> team. I swear to God. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, just doing a total recap of what the Cubs have done: Chris Bryant to the Giants. Javi Baez to the New York Mets, which Correct. is already kind of weird because didn't they just sign a guy to play shortstop for $300 million? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thought I saw oh. that. Craig Kimbrell to the Chicago White Sox across town. Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees. Yes. And Jake Marisnik to the Padres. That sounds about right. That's insane. You want to talk about a fire sale? I don't know that I've ever seen a team um, trade their entire core. Yeah, their entire core. Well, obviously, who's left? They know what direction the team is going. To be uh, fair to the Mets, the to be fair to the Mets too, Francisco Lindor is on the injured list right now. So, so you trade for so another trade shortstop, for short you're gonna stop. have to pay two hundred million to. Or? You don't yes. have to. You can yeah. just let him go, and then just when Lindor true. comes back, yeah. you can put by as a second. Um, yeah. Uh, just real quick, this is just coming down from John Heyman. It's not a trade or anything, um, but this was already reported earlier in the day by uh, Gambo. But we have the numbers for Jordan Lawler, who signed with the D-backs. Yay! Yeah, that was good news. Can we talk about, about that? About. Yeah, just for a sec. I, I know I'm a lot sorry. of people don't. Did know. I derail your no your structure? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I just saw it on Twitter and I got excited. I was still going to talk about why the Yankees were trading for position players when they really need pitching. But <laughs> well, Anthony Rizzo is a reliever well, now. <laughs> that's true. You're right. <laughs> well, here's, that's the, why here's what the Yankees him. did. They realized, wow, our our right field is 314 feet, yeah. and we have no left-handed hitters. Oh right? yeah. So let's go out and get two of those. Yeah, he's going to hit a lot of those. Um, on Jordan Law. Let, let's address that while we can. They had until Sunday at like 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon to sign Jordan Lawler. He was considering going to Vanderbilt. Um, looks like it's a done deal. They locked him up, which is great. Yeah. If they had not locked him up, it would have looked bad, but then you get that pick in next year's draft anyway. John so. Heyman's reporting that the D-backs agreed to a $6.7 million deal with Jordan Lawler. Yeah. Uh, it's over slot deal, so he got a little more than... 
where he, you know, the norm. And I believe that leaves them with a little bit left in their yeah, their, their pool, pool of yeah. money, mm-hmm. and that can help to sign some other guys. But it's huge that they were able to acquire him because uh, we talked about when they drafted him, he's probably a top one to three prospect I was, in the draft. I was got him scared. I was scared because he was committed to Vanderbilt, and yeah. Vanderbilt just pumps out Major League Baseball players. And but the fact that they did draft him in the top ten of the of the of the draft and. I I was just worried that at first that they passed on a guy like Kumar Rocker and then they weren't going to sign their pick. Well, but and in a year apparently Kumar Rocker has an elbow issue, so oh, who knows? In a year when you trade your only All Star, you'd like to sign your first round pick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, sorry to derail derail our trade talk with. No, that no, it's all good. There. They have to have an All Star, Steve. You know it. Uh, the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I don't a, know. Who, it's who a requirement. <laughs> Who's the All Star next year? Maybe it's Jordan Lawler. I'm calling we'll it right now. <laughs> Carson Kelly. Yeah, Carson Kelly okay. to the All Star game. I'm down. I'm gonna say it's Cattell Marte. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say he's on the injured list. You're a jerk. I'm just saying. All right, the one thing I like about Jordan Lawler is the positive uh, vibe around him. Like there are people saying that he could have gone number one, and it seems like his he was kind of dedicated to Vanderbilt, and that might have been why he even dropped to number six. Is that a oh. lot of teams didn't want to waste a pick Absolutely. on a guy that was gonna most likely go to one of the best well, I, baseball programs? And I got worried because there was some stuff on Twitter that he had signed on with a, I don't know what it's called, but like that whole now that college athletes can use their likeness to get paid. Yes, he had he started. Did getting into that and I'm like oh crap he's going to Vanderbilt I think he was preparing for all options yeah, you, you, and it appears it, good for him because that's smart yeah but it was the smart thing to do it just worried million us. talked talked louder than S- Vanderbilt did speaking I guess. of that Kumar Rocker is one of uh, only two first round picks who have not signed yet so. yeah, yeah because he has a medical problem well the Mets are trying to figure out how they're going to pay Javi Baez Francisco Lindor <laughs> Noah Syndergaard who hasn't yeah. <laughs> they're like oh crap we forgot about Kumar Rocker um, let's talk about some of the other big trades that happened around yes. the league. Jose Barrios traded from the Twins to the Blue Jays, who needed to do this trade last offseason. That would have helped. Blue Jays are looking um, good, man. They're I, in fourth place, I don't though. understand them and the Yankees. I know. They're, they're both nearly 10 games back, and they're you know trying to make this They have a push. good team, though. They really do. I mean, I think I picked them to go to the World Series before this season started. And, I mean, there's that's the bonkers thing about the AL East is it's like the NL West. The, some of the best teams in all of baseball are in that division when you look at their winning percentage-wise. It's just when you have the Red Sox, who are 22 games above 500, it's kind of hard to you know even compete when you're 10 games back. You're, you're 10 games over 500, but you're still that many back. You know, it's, the, it's crazy. The AL East is crazy because you have the Red Sox, who are in first place, 63 and 41. The Tampa Bay Rays are the first wild card team right now. And then you have the Yankees and the Blue Jays, who the Yankees are three and a half games out of a wild card spot, and the Blue Jays are four and a half games out. Right. The only crazy. The only team with a losing record in the division is the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. <laughs> the Blue and but what's crazy though that all these teams are buying, like you said, the Blue Jays are only three games over five hundred. They're right. fifty one and forty eight. But, but they, I would have told buying. you all along, they have a great lineup. They do. They did not have the starting pitching. I mean, they're following the the Steve Zinsmeister formula for building a championship team. We've talked about this before. Nope. You build the core of position players, yep. and then you go out and acquire an ace. Yeah, and they did that today. They needed to do it four months ago, right? I think so they, that they would be higher than they I are. I think they thought they were with Hunjin Ryu, but he has been just okay. Yeah, 
Robbie That's Ray it. is the mainstay in their rotation but right Ryu, now. Ryu but, wasn't that number one oh, guy. No, yeah, but Rios good. can be that sure, number one sure. guy. Yeah, he can. Um, but like other, you said, is it too little, too late at this point? There's not know. a lot, lot of season left. Yeah. You know? The other thing about that trade that I thought was interesting, I don't know how much you guys pay attention to prospects. It's kind of like a weird thing that I do. But, yeah, you're um, weird. I know. Simeon Woods-Richardson and Austin Martin are the two prospects leaving Toronto going in that deal for one player, for Barrios. Right. And that, to me, is a huge return for the Twins. Those they're are two like really good players. 15, right? Yeah, yeah they're like that. really good prospects. It To me, it felt like the return the Nationals got for Scherzer and Turner. Yeah. I'll put it to you that way. Wow. There, there's a lot of people that are Dodgers fans that are really split on that because the one thing the Dodgers have is a lot of really good homegrown players. Yeah. You can... You can criticize them all you want for the money that they throw around, and yes, they do. They they not only bring in you know free agents and pay them a lot of money, but they also pay their good players a lot of money to stay there. So it's a nice mm-hmm. combination of those things, right? But the, this was that one move that finally feels like the Dodgers are depleting their farm system a bit that makes people feel uncomfortable. At this point, they've had this consistent you know, influx of talent and, from their farm system that have really helped the big league club whenever they've come up. And you know? and there's been speculation around Max Scherzer saying he will approve a trade if the team he goes to gives him a contract extension. The Dodgers look like they're going to get off of Trevor Bauer's contract, whether I don't know how they're going to do that, if they're going to have to eat some, some of the money. Maybe there's some clause in his contract if he's found guilty of all this stuff that he's being accused of. Um, that they can get out of that contract and give that money to Max Scherzer. There's also the flexibility now where they will have Trey Turner for next year. Corey Seager's a free agent. They could let Corey Seager walk. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, or they could bring back Corey Seager to play third if they decide they don't want Justin Turner anymore. They could move Trey Turner to Trey Turner's going to play second base for the for the Dodgers when Corey Seager comes back. So there, it's crazy that. That they're able to do this type of stuff. Seems like every year they do something like this. Remember, it's too, nuts. Dustin May is yeah. injured. Yes. He'll come back. Yep. He was playing really well when he got injured. Yep. I thought that this deal, especially getting Turner in the deal, too, I thought the Dodgers were going to have to give up on some of their like future star players that are major league like players, Gavin like Gavin Lux, Lux yeah. or Tony Gonsolin. I thought they were going to have to move some of those guys in addition and, to their great and, prospects. And Kiebert Ruiz is kind of blocked at catcher anyway for them because they do have Will Smith, who is a right. good hitting catcher, and then Austin Barnes is still there because he's Clayton Kershaw's personal catcher. So, By the way, well, when we talk about things like <laughs> division and games back, uh, oh, the Padres no. are in third place, and they are 15 games over 500. They're only five and a half games back. The Dodgers are in second place, 20 games <laughs> over 500, and the Giants in first place well, at 20. And, and the Dodgers, the Dodgers just uh, lost a series to San Francisco before a, a couple days ago. So this was like, okay, we got to do something because the, really the the Los Angeles Dodgers could be a wild card team. There were the tw- last year's world champions, and I'm sure they don't want that because anything can happen in those wild card games. One wild card. Game. I feel yeah. compelled to mention too: the Dodgers also acquired Danny Duffy, mm-hmm. who is far good. from a scrub. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He's been really good this year, and he's hurt now, but he's going to come back. 
So I, they got more pitchers in Los Angeles than I, I'd even know what to do with at this yeah, point. But yep. uh, the Dodgers certainly making a lot of big splashes. Another trade, uh, somewhat interesting. The Red Sox acquired Kyle Schwarber yesterday. That's right. He had they don't know fantastic... where he's going to play. Yeah, I've been, well, seeing tw- I've been seeing tweets around that. They're like, they don't really have an opening in right field or left field. And J.D. Martinez is their DH. Someone tweeted, I forget who it was, they're like, maybe Kyle Schwarber moves to first base? Yeah, I'm like, well, Whoa, they needed okay. a first baseman. There were rumors around Anthony Rizzo, also Eric Hosmer, which would have made sense. We talked about the Padres earlier. Um, See, that almost feels like the reason why the Yankees acquired him, more to keep him away <laughs> from going to Boston. Maybe. Yeah. This makes no sense for us, but we don't want you over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think the Yankees are probably a little more worried about other teams in their division, but the yeah. Red Sox are, in, yeah, certainly in that discussion. Sure. Um, Schwarber, also kind of interesting because J.D. Martinez doesn't is an outfielder who doesn't play outfield. He's their DH. That's yeah. what he is. But, he was play- but Schwarber was playing in the field for yeah, the Nationals. He can play. So... I think they just have their outfield kind of set, though, Yeah, um, with the guys they already have. They needed but a big bat, though, and, and preferably a lefty, work, I guess. Right. You can work around yeah, they'll that figure stuff. It out. I think what you're really talking about there, though, is, like, depth. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean, yeah. right? You know, like, uh, what Lavolo likes to do here with the Diamondbacks, a lot of teams don't have that flexibility because they're in, you know, a, a pennant race. They're trying to make the playoffs. They can't really have the luxury of sitting guys out even you know when they're hot like Lavolo does or or just resting guys to try to make the season. So, you know, adding someone like that to that outfield is really just going to give them more options, I think. And yeah, I don't know. JD Martinez, I'm not you're not putting anybody at DH over over him, so um having yeah, a great Schwar- season. Schwarber at first is definitely interesting. Could be. Could Can be. he still play catcher? Uh, no. I'm going to go with no on that one. Um, we briefly mentioned the New York Yankees acquiring Anthony Rizzo. Also, Joey Gallo earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah, Some right. big-time power in that deal as well. The Yankees, like Bear mentioned, clearly finally realized we need some lefties uh, because we can't just build our team around Their Aaron entire Judge and lineup is right-handed. It's right. insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Brett Gardner's a lefty. <laughs> okay, he's like 38 years old. Rugnet Odor is a lefty, too. But yeah, yeah. But their their main guys, LeMahieu, Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, Voight, Torres, Torres, all right-handed. You have a wall that's only 314 feet away from home plate. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> like We're going to get some opposite field power going yeah, on. Come on, guys. Um, I want to tell you guys about my favorite part of Trade Deadline. Okay. And okay. that is, what is the trade watch that happens both with us watching games and keeping an eye on everything that happens in the dugout, looking for Escobar. To looking like, for hugs. Looking for hugs yeah. and high fives when nothing People happened. People getting pulled from the game. Tori Lavello going up to him, just like putting a hand on his shoulder. When you bring up Gallo, Gallo had this really moving post-game interview, and they didn't even prompt him to start talking about being traded. They were just <laughs> like, hey, so how'd you feel about the... It was the game against the Diamondbacks. And they were like, so how'd you feel about you know your performance out there? He's like, I just want to thank the fans for being so supportive of me and all my time here in, yeah. in Texas. Goodbye. Well, <laughs> it was, and even the even, even the reporter was like, oh, don't do this to me right now. Like She was yeah. like getting emotional. She's like, I'm not but, supposed to bring that up. Right. <laughs> they know, told me not to. It was, you know, it's, it's all of that stuff. It's, uh, you know, when Scherzer came out of his game, people were overly emotional with him because they knew that was going to be the last start for him in a How about the fact uniform. that they even started him on the day that you're trying to work out a trade? 
Mm-hmm. It's just turn in the rotation, pal. That's the way it works. I think the they actually bumped him up. Double header. It was the first of a double, first of two. Yeah, well, we're going to get one more out of you before we trade you. And away. he went, and he That's went exactly six shutout innings. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it felt. But That's at the same brilliant. time, I'm like, if you're working on a trade, especially one with the Dodgers, that's going to bring back that big of a haul, like. I don't know, man. I'm I'm probably not playing him that day. Like, yeah, and not, let the speculation fly. I don't care. Yeah, I'm probably not playing him that day. Well, I mean, that's, risk of injury. There was there was yeah, there just, was all of that yeah. speculation. He just was coming off the injured list. Yeah, yeah. right. Like yeah, right. I don't know that I would have played him. Yeah, Ooh, it that, was a little weird. I didn't think about that. It was a little weird to see him playing yesterday, knowing yeah, all the while he that. was probably going to get traded in 24 hours just after that. Rolling them there, dice. There's yeah. a, there's a, <laughs> they, they did well. I there's can't a, argue. With there's it. a video going around of, and it was caught on cameras of Chris Bryant getting the call that he was traded. It was during pregame, uh, not pregame warmups, but BP. It looked like they looked like they were in their workout clothes, and he's in the dugout, and he gets. And I think one of the coaches gave him a cell phone, and they told him, and he started crying, sad, in a good way. I don't know. Well, oh, I, I don't mean, think no. so. He's sad that he's leaving the Cubs. Yeah. yeah, but all his friends were already gone. Well, <laughs> all of them. Did he know that at that point? <laughs> Probably Rizzo left yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Huh? Javi's not out here. Well, that's weird. And I think, I think maybe <laughs> that's that might be what it is. It's like that end of an era thing yeah, for those they, guys. They, you know, he's yeah. he was part of the team that broke the curse. Right. Right. Yeah. That's he, he made the, made the final out. out. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention the fact that the Cubs are one of those organizations that you put up there on a different yeah, level. They're right? different. A lot of people they are. want to play for the Yankees, the Cubs, the Dodgers. These are franchises that people gravitate towards they grew up as a fan of them and they want would love nothing more than to be a part they're storied franchises like that's why i was so happy for lacastro when he got traded to the yankees if there was one team that i wanted to see him go to it was his childhood you know team his the the team his favorite team growing up i know that meant a lot to him and it, and it that's why it was that much you know more devastating when he hurt himself there you know i i'm sure he was really enjoying the opportunity to play for for that organization and it sucks to see him get get hurt so soon after you know being traded there. That's worth noting, actually, that while the Diamondbacks made only two deals at the trade deadline over the last couple of weeks, they've made four. Right, because you got to include LeCastro and Stephen Vote, who have been mainstays in the major leagues this season, at least. Yes, absolutely. As a, I mean, so they didn't sell off like, you know, Peralta. I don't know that anybody wanted Peralta. Peralta hit his first home run the other day since May. Yep. Yeah. He only has five homers this year. I don't know who would want... And with the defense he's been playing, I don't know who wants that. Nick no. Ahmed, his defense has gone way down. He doesn't I don't know hit, that anybody wants he still him. doesn't hit. Yeah, so I'm not shocked the Diamondbacks didn't make more moves, but I think Cole, it is important that we Cole, know they've made four trades. Cole Calhoun is has been injured two times this year and is not hitting well. And sometimes forgets as, to run to first base. As Drupal... <laughs> Dope, dope for his life. As Dribble Cabrera has been injured this year, he's older. He's not going to provide a contending team with much, yeah. especially with the with the star power that's been moved around this well, trade deadline. Isn't he on a one year contract too? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like him, Josh Reddick. There's so a that, lot of guys. That's that, like the only appealing part about them is that okay, they're on expiring contracts. Sure. So again, we can bring in bring them in for depth, and I think that's and, and they'd cost you nothing. And, well, yeah, and, that's but, like thing. what's crazy is. Chris Bryant's on an expiring contract. Javi Baez is too. Craig Kimbrell is. Anthony Rizzo is. All those guys. Well, Scherzer. Well, and that's really what it comes down to. Organizations yeah. that aren't in the in contention and realistically looking at their team know that they can't compete with some of these other teams that are stacked the way the Dodgers are stacked. You just have to look sometimes and think, man, 
it, it would take all the luck in the world. Like it would take them losing seven starters to injury in order for us to <laughs> even start to compete with that team. Then what's the point of keeping guys around that are going to get scooped up by other teams after the season? It makes sense to get rid of any player if you are one of these kind of organizations that are in a sub-500, fourth place, fifth place in your division position that you that you make these moves. These are how teams get better in, in the future. None of these type of moves they made you know, have ever upset me when it came to parting ways with players. Nothing broke my heart more than Paul Goldschmidt, but it still made sense if the team wasn't going to you know, pay him a long-term contract and some other team was, it didn't make sense for the team to keep him around that season when they could get something in return for him. And if they had waited until the deadline before his contract expired, there's no way you get Carson Kelly nope. and Luke Weaver, who at the time was a big prospect name. I don't think it is anymore. But um, Can we finish up with notable players that did not get traded? We already, we already mentioned locally Merrill Kelly we were all a little bit surprised by because he played so well. Um, nationally, well, let's stay in the NL West. We talked a little bit about Trevor Story. I thought Trevor Story would go somewhere, even if he had to switch positions. There was some, there were some rumors about the Yankees, even though he's right-handed, um, that <laughs> well, the Yankees wanted him in center field. The, the, what? I read that rumor. <laughs> yeah, that what? they were thinking about moving him to the outfield. No wonder what they're the so many games back. I think he took. They, I think maybe they meant Ian Desmond. Oh my gosh. <laughs> remember that experiment? <laughs> remember, remember Ian Desmond? He hasn't played like five years. Um, some other names that didn't move. Byron Buxton with the Twins, yeah, who was... when he's healthy is a top 15 it player It sounds like he was going to get traded because he refused their extension. He, right, he 70 million? It, something like that. And, I don't know how many years. And he declined that, so I'm like, okay, they're just going to trade him away. Whit Merrifield? That's surprising to me. Super utility guy in Kansas City. And they moved Danny Duffy, who's their best pitcher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just traded Jorge Soler. Yeah. So I don't know why you. I I guess he's your best player. He's got got years of control. Yeah. But John Means, starting pitcher in Baltimore. Baltimore didn't do much of anything, really. Not that I know. Really? They traded Michael Givens to the Reds, I think. I thought Michael Givens was on the Rockies. Oh, yeah. You're right. He, that's right. He used to be on the Orioles. Yeah, he he's used not to be. there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. But I knew where you were yeah, going yeah. with that. Um, so those are the, some of the players that Freddie I thought Galvis. They traded Freddie Galvis back to the Phillies. I saw. Yeah, Freddie. Galvis. Very minor things. Small tra- yeah. yeah, there were a lot of small trades. But they're kind of like the Diamondbacks. They don't really have any star players. I mean, they have some decent hitters like Trey Mancini and Ryan Mountcastle. But Ryan Mountcastle's young and part of, and tra- they're part of, a part of their future. Uh, I'll give you a low-key, under-the-radar trade today, and okay. that was when the Phillies acquired Kyle Gibson and mm-hmm. Ian Kennedy from the Rangers. Ian Kennedy, former Diamondback. Hello, um, Ian. Interestingly enough, in that deal, the Phillies gave up Spencer Howard, their best prospect. That's insane. For Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy. Like, Ian Kennedy, yeah, he's been a really good relief pitcher. Well, he, Gibson's the win there. Sure. Right? I, I guess so, but the Phillies have have had so many bullpen problems that getting a closer in Ian Kennedy, who has actually been a pretty good closer since he's moved to the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City and yeah, then Texas. And then Texas. Yeah, he's, he's a good reliever. And they've had – Joe Girardi and the Phillies, they've used about five different closers this year, and they have each have had their problems. 
Um, so I, I, I don't think that Ian Kennedy was just a throw in there. I think they probably value him a lot more than it, uh, than, uh, you would think. And then, yeah, obviously Kyle Gibson has had a really good year. He struggled lately. He's on one of my fantasy teams. So I know that, but Ian, yeah, he's Ian, good too. Ian Kennedy, a 2.51 ERA and 16 saves the, out of 17 for the Rangers, for the Rangers who are terrible. Right. Isn't uh, Dave Dombrowski running the Phillies these days? He is. This he feels sure like is. a very Dave Dombrowski move. Yeah, mortgage your future for right now. Yeah, yeah give exactly. up your best prospect. <laughs> exactly what he does. Yeah, that's kind of his thing. Oh. <laughs> he did it with the Tigers, then he left. He did it with the Red Sox, won a World Series or two. And he's and like the most left. coveted GM in baseball. I know, but he... he very interesting. He, he, it's because he wins championships. He does. I will say this, though. They're addressing needs with their current team, and it, I mean, it might not be the smartest move long-term, but... The NL East is kind of winnable right there for them right now. And you most know? and most of the Phillies, I think most of the Phillies prospects are probably you know Spencer Howard obviously is probably not that far away, but their core of players are already up, you know, and do Bryce, yeah. Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto, they're established players. Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are really good. That's the point is you know? they have a win Reese now. Hoskins. They have a win now team. Yeah, they're they actually do. kind of underperformed this entire where, time and where the, are they in the standing they're, they're in 500. second place that's what i'm saying they're three yeah. and a half games out of five out of first place and yeah they're 500 yep their record isn't that great but the division is very winnable because it's not incredibly good right now braves made a couple moves in that division uh we talked about the mets javi baez and trevor williams but also the braves went out and got richard rodriguez uh i think adam duvall as Red, well eddie rosario eddie rosario Soler. not big flashy names but they've they had, got better and they've had major injuries in their outfield ronald acuna jr's tours acl marcelo zuna was hurt and then had some domestic violence issues i believe um that he's you know, dealing with. So they needed help in their outfield for sure. And Adam Duvall, that dude hits homers. That dude just hits dingers uh, all day. My my other big note I had today from the deadline that surprised me a little bit was the Craig Kimbrell trade where he went across town from the Cubs to the White Sox Mm -hmm. and they got Nick Madrigal who's injured, but an established, I would, I don't want to say established. He's a major league player already. And also, uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Is it Cody Hire? I think it's Hire. H e u e r. Yeah, Hewer. I, 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 I don't know. I thought it was higher. I don't know. Asking us this um, on the fly. We're, I know. We're the this is the kind of podcast we do. Worst podcast. Ask um, <laughs> I thought it was interesting that they they got major league guys. <laughs> yeah, not in, prospects. I mean, they are young. Sure. they just came up recently. Yeah, but I'm more surprised that. The Cubs and the White Sox made a trade because I don't feel like that happens very often. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, they're not in the same division, so I know, yeah. but they're like crosstown rivals, yeah. north side, south side. Yeah, we hate you. Guys. Yeah. Uh, another fight. another non trade related <laughs> move the Diamondbacks made. They released John Duplantier. By the way, did oh, they yeah. give up on him too soon? Um, well, they're hoping to bring him back on a minor league deal, according to Nick Pecoro's article on AZ Central. Yeah, but ba- basically, I'm fine if they basically don't. <laughs> what I what I got from that article was he had a season-ending injury, and they don't want to pay him to be on the sixty-day injured list because they would have to give him major league pay and it would use service time. So they released him because you cannot put an injured player on outright waivers. So they just released him, and they hope he comes back on a minor there league. There it is. I- so it's I'm all just, about money. I'm just basically. thinking out loud. Money if, and service time. If you do that to a guy, what's the incentive for him to sign back with you? I don't know. It and doesn't, it, because it doesn't literally seem like you're all you're doing care of him. Right. Yeah. You're just firing him and not you're paying him. You're just cutting money. his well, salary. And, and if right. you're John Duplantier too, you just look at like 
I was the top prospect in this organization. I'm like, yeah, and some of it's some of it's him not performing, but what about the de- development that they've tried with him? They've, right. I think moving him to the bullpen when he first came up was terrible. I thought that was a terrible decision because if you're a starter, and I, that's what I was afraid of when they brought Corbin Martin back up and they had him in the bullpen. I'm like, here we go again. A prized starting pitching prospect that they're going to start out as a reliever. I'm like, just let the guy be a starter. Well, and Alex Young is now gone. He was yep. picked up by, I think, Cleveland, Cleveland. picked him up. Yep. Yes. They, they DFA'd him. So Cleveland picked him up. There's a lot of. I saw Kayuri Mel- Maya is uh, gone. Yes. Not that I was shocked by that. And, and I can't say that name either. Uh, so. Duplantier, by the way, had a 13.15 ERA. Oh, God. Bad. Don't tell me that. So I'm I'm not too worried about I'm, him getting no, picked up by another team. I'm not worried about him leaving I'm, or staying. I, whatever. I was just gonna say I'm not even concerned. If he comes back, okay. But he's no longer your top tier prospect now. No, he's just okay. It'd be great if he got it right and he could figure something out and be, be and contribute. He's at some older point. now but, too. Yeah, yeah, I mean for a prospect, it's just it's 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 disappointing the way that he was handled and now. Is being handled. Twenty-seven, by the way. Twenty-seven. Yeah. I'm excited for the 26 year old switch hitter that we got from the Brewers. Cooper Hummel. Cooper Hummel. Yeah. He Why? walks a lot. I Why? Like oh, that. that's exciting. Why? <laughs> His on base percentage is nuts. Why, Steve? Because he gets on base. Because he gets on base. When he I walk. When I point at you, yeah. <laughs> do you do I care if he gets a hit or a walk? <laughs> not even a little. No, bit. you do not. You Especially do not. when he's leading off. Yeah. Well. I'm just saying. Apparently, this is the new brand of D-backs baseball. We walk. We walk. He fits. (laughs) We get on base, and he fits the D-backs mantra perfectly. He is an outfielder that can play first, and apparently can play catcher. Oh, I was going to ask. Oh, good. Can he relief pitch? I saw catcher, and I'm like, oh my god, it's another Dalton Varsha. Yes, one more person to prevent Seth Beer from Uh, making it to the major leagues. No, he bunts against the shift too. I don't even know if we're going to see Seth Beer in September because I don't know if we'll see Seth Beer ever. Because he's not he's not on the forty man roster. Uh, I need him to be good. I mean, and and I need his jersey. And I I mean, man, you can't you can't take away at bats from Josh Reddick. No. no, right? I mean, he's so. Well, I'm. Can you sense the sarcasm? No, Get the look at me. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Josh Reddick needs his abs. Yeah. You could get rid of everybody. Jeez, clean house. Um, in conclusion, this has been one of the craziest trade deadlines that I can remember. Yes, tons in recent of names. memory. Yeah, tons of big. It's names. been electric, especially if you're a fan of the Nationals or the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. Not a great day it, for you. If Welcome you, to you the club. You still have Juan Soto. Welcome a, to the club. If you have friends that are Cubs fans or Nationals fans, please give them a hug. Yeah. Today. yeah. Shoot them a text Be today. supportive. Shoot them a text. Yeah, just hey, check thinking in on about them. you. Yeah. Prayers. What are you doing Thoughts right and now? prayers. <laughs> thinking about you. Um, also, for the Diamondbacks, they've made four trades this season. Um, notably, Eduardo Escobar is now gone. Uh, the return, eh. Uh, Joaquin Soria <laughs> is now gone. The return, Almost not we don't consistent. know. <laughs> we don't so, know who they are. <laughs> that's what you have to look forward to. And Derek Hall says that we do not have a direction for this organization. Super cool. I'm Steve Zinsmeister. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's Derek Montia and Cody Fincher. Okay. Distraught as ever. And uh, we will see you on next week's episode of the Ain't No Fang podcast here can, at ArizonaSports.com. Can Jordan Lawler come up now, please? Cooper Hummel has a 435 on base percentage. And the Arizona Sports app. I thought you were done. I was rapping. <laughs> he did you guys first. never let me rap. <laughs>